0: episode here for you Uh, after our live discussion talking about PPP a couple days ago we just kept talking and uh, talked about uh, what's going to happen in our future how we're doing now as float center owners and if you just want some company and somebody to discuss these topics with you who's in the industry can be a little lonely sometimes this will provide some nice water for you just interesting discussion going on I think it was a good time I was appreciative of everybody being there So enjoy this bonus content. I'm just curious how people are doing, um, what their confidence levels are about um, opening up after all of this. I mean, we don't know what the exit time is going to be. We know it's been extended by about another 30 days federally, but um, I I did see a float center announce their closure recently. Um, You know, I don't know them personally. so So I don't know how much behind the scenes you know, maybe it had been tumultuous before that, but um I'm just curious, you guys, like how are you feeling? What's your confidence level? Are you looking at exit plans? <laughs> I'll start with you, Beth. I'm gonna put you back on the spot. You're muted. I had that,
1: that, yeah, I'm back. Okay. Um thank you for that. Um <laughs> yeah. so yeah. Everybody so,
0: wanted to answer, but I went with you first. <laughs>
1: full full transparency. I so I closed um my centers. On the 19th, um, and had a full, like a solid, probably 48 hours of like, can I cuss on here? Can I, is there cussing allowed?
0: Oh, this is the latter half. So yeah, <laughs> okay. this is where we get explicit.
1: <laughs> that, uh, that, you know, I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't know how this is going to shake out. Like this, this, uh, uh is going to get colorful really fast. This is not, um, you know, I mean, obviously this is a completely different thing with, with this virus and kind of not knowing um, what the end date is, but this is not an uncommon, I should say, it's not, um, I've done it, right? Because um, two years ago, we dealt with Hurricane Florence here, mm. and it devastated counties and counties around, and people didn't have homes, they had to go on two and a half week emergency vacations with their families to evacuate. Then came home to insurance claims and deductibles and all these things. And so it we were in a hurt locker economically, um, all by our little lonesome out here. And um it's doable. It's not fun. It's not fun, but it's doable. (laughs) Um, so I'm I'm you know, aside from the 48 hours initially of of kind of all of this madness unfolding, um, I'm okay we're going to be okay. We are excited for the minute that we can reopen all the centers. Um, our clients are engaged, which is great. We're checking in on everybody and trying to be as personal as I can and call people when I can and text and, you know, just kind of check on brain states and um, share things that are helpful for homeschooling and, um, you know, all, all the thing. just kind of trying to be a source of, the light and the peace that people find in the center and taking it online as much as I can. And so, you know, it's obviously it's, it's different. Um, you know, we're so, sort of um, just shooting from the hip, but um, you know, I, I think I was telling one of my staff today, because we were replacing gas springs, just fun, um, that everybody's at home and online right now. So this is a really great time to, you know, grow exposure and to talk to people and to explain why, you know, the, the the flip side of it is that people are at home losing their minds about their mental health right now. Mm. Like mental states are not good. Right. So this is a good time to talk about the mental benefits of float while people are thinking about, um, what their regular lives look like, you know, um, because I think there is going to be a t- this huge shift and this huge awakening in in the way that modern society runs and why we are doing this to ourselves, <laughs> um, you know, and 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 telling people, you know, like yeah, a we can recover from this together, um, you know, we can recover, get stress relief and rest after you know we get through this isolation period, but also like let's be purposeful about growing into balance as we step back into, to regular life. And, um, we, we are all very needed right now. Um, our centers are needed. This industry is needed. Um, I saw something the other day that said in this awakening, the healers will find their power. And that just resonates with me because there is, this, this is a huge shift and a huge awakening. And um, the more we can be vocal about why we do what we do. Um, you know, I think that the easier we're going to shift out of this.
0: That's great. But that, I think you're talking about something very smart from a business perspective of that pivot of, Oh, I don't have a good I can provide right now. So providing or a service, I should say. Um, so providing something online that that's, um a parallel to it something just slightly um what's the word i'm looking for but you know i think you know what i'm trying to say a substitute of some nature yeah right uh-huh um so that they're still connected with you during this time you still have that soul fulfillment of providing something for others during that time which i think moves a lot of, well, I, I imagine everybody <laughs> listening to this and joining us today that's awesome um dan i'm curious i saw that you are doing some renovations at your float center um what, what is your thought process on this time?
2: Uh, I'm keeping myself busy to keep the identity crisis at bay, basically. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with all of a sudden not being a team leader, not being a counselor, not having hmm. any of my usual like roles in life. Hmm. Um, yeah, now I'm just the tile guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, are, you,
0: are you not doing online uh, therapy?
2: I'm not because I spent 15 years of my career doing online stuff, and I just, Mm. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to (laughs) go back there. (laughs) Maybe I'll have to. I I might have to go back there. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I'm really struggling with like, you know, realizing how much my identity was built on top of the stuff that I've been building in the business world for the last six years, and like all of a sudden that's gone. It's like, all right, who am I? (laughs) (laughs) What what use do I have at the moment? I'm I'm in a weird place with it. yeah, I mean, productively, I'm using the time to rebuild float rooms and fix all the things that I've been putting off fixing, and chipping four inches of salt out of the drywall cavities. And yeah, oh, you know, nice. we've had some crazy, crazy leaks that have been building up over time that I'm taking the time oh, to. Oh wow! Now. Cool. So, yeah, great. yeah, I've been doing some uh, icy excavations. Nice. nice. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm I'm just kind of like sitting back, watching capitalism and societal structures melt
1: and right.
2: sorry i love mandy Ma- in the back there. <laughs> that is hilarious she keeps
3: appearing from the abyss back there <laughs> yeah <laughs> love it yeah,
2: the shock on my shoulder this won't make sense on audio but <laughs> that's kind of how things feel at the moment i've got this background mm-hmm. on zoom and like this great white behind me um yeah, I, that's that's where I'm at. I I feel like my tone isn't very positive at the moment. I'm I'm trying to find that voice, like um, Beth was just saying, of like, yeah, this is a great time for us as organizations to actually be a voice of calm and stress management, even though we can't offer stress management therapy directly. You know, I'm trying to get back to that positive place where I can uh, be that messenger at least. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> and I just uh, in, a, in a kind of
0: commiserate sort of way. Um, when this all went down and we're talking about taking out big loans to keep the business open. And, you know, I've always told myself, like, I am who I am. The business is its own kind of separate thing. Even though I, you know, I call it my baby and all of this, I, I figured at some point we could shutter or sell or what have you. And I would still be my own separate person. Um, But with the idea of it closing out of our control holy shit, did I have some serious crashes. Sandra had crashes and we tried to mm-hmm. unconsciously oscillate. So one of us would have a horrible day. The other person would kind of maintain the family. And then the other person kind of had permission to have a horrible day of just um, kind of like this devastating loss um, coupled with this, who am I part of us? Cause you think that you know who you are, but you happen to be working with this entity for, in our case eight years. And it's the, it's not even like Velcro binding. They're, they're organically blended into each other. Your separation from the business or mm-hmm. our separation from the business is, is deep. I mean, Kim shared on the podcast previously about crying or not being able to get into a float tank um, because, um, well, for multiple reasons, but okay. you know, other people not being able to get in there that the, the hooks it has in us are so deep. Mm-hmm. Kim, were you going to say something?
4: Yeah. I mean, it's it's still a lot of that. You know, there's it's a roller coaster. And, you know, we were talking about like being the voice of calm for people. And I think to some degree we are. But it's also um, really empowering for folks to see that, you know, we're humans behind the scenes that were real people and to say, you know, it's, it's fine to say, this is hard. We're all in this together. And, um, you know, my social media has been all over the board. Some days it's funny stuff. And, um, some days it's, you know, here's some really helpful, calming stuff, some tips that you can do to, Boost your immunity. Some meditation tips, you know, and sharing that sort of stuff. But the the interesting thing about that is it. it I plan my um, social media weeks in advance, and so I had to pivot everything. Um, but even in doing so, when I'm, I'm sitting down to look at what's happening this week, because I can't get too far too far, you know, past one week at a time. But even so, that mix is up and down, up and down, um, minute by minute. It's not just day by day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, there are times that I'm like, you know what? This has had zero impact on my life. Like I'm still working. I'm still doing a lot of what I was doing before. Um, I just don't have to leave the house as much, which is cool with me. Um, but then there are times where I just feel crushed and um, sad that this is where we are and that we can't be there to help people right now. Um, you know, and then my own personal little nuances and and things that happen within that. It's um, it's wild. You know, I just found out my um, my stepdad's been in the hospital for a month, um, and now they are um, fairly certain that it, he did have COVID nineteen on top of all of his other issues, and that that's what caused him to um, crash so quickly. And, you know, there's that piece of me that's like, Oh my gosh, I was there in the hospital with him. I've been exposed. And, you know, I've had a head cold for um, several days now. And I'm just like, is that what this is? And just the mind games that it'll play. It's, you know, that's, what's really hard about this is like, it's, it's just the mental um, endurance that's required. And, you know, just to be able to melt into that acceptance that this is going to be hard. um, And that I don't know. It's different minute by minute, you know, and that's a different place for me to be where I'm usually pretty cool and calm and, um, nothing really gets to me. This is like, ah, it's just turbulence mm. in so when, a weird way.
0: In running a business. I always in kind of the background have this little wheel that's spinning adrenaline mm. in me.
4: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. And I do feel like that has stopped while I'm mm-hmm. on this staycation, quote unquote, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's this new spinning of just this idea of this the pandemic that's going on. Just yeah. everything around that has is this new stress wheel going on. Yeah, is that I've somewhere? got so
4: many. Yeah, I've got so many projects though that like I, I always have ideas running in my head, and I've got so many projects that have been on my back burner, mm-hmm. and it's one of those like right now would be the perfect time if I had those available. That and so there's that like beating myself up because I haven't done the the ideas, you know, haven't made those uh, come to fruition yet. But yeah, just been through
2: it. I definitely relate to that spinning wheel. And I've had I've had to take a look at that because it's like everyone else around me is home. They're quarantined. They're sitting around doing gardening. They're reading books. They're, right. they're just chilling out. They're doing the things that they've wanted yeah. to do for a long time right now. Yeah. And they're all, they're all kind of enjoying it. They're a bunch of introverts who are like, yes, mm. quarantine, quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I am still in that spinning wheel of adrenaline. But no, I've got to keep, keep doing stuff, keep working, keep going. I've got to go fix this thing. got to go back fix that thing. And there's no actual outside pressure that mm-hmm. is driving that. It's been a realization yeah. for me of like, huh, uh-huh. who's driving that wheel? Yeah. Where's is, where is that coming from? I'm having to look at a lot of my mechanics of like how I do my day-to-day life as a small business owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that the small business pressures aren't actually, there's a whole new set of pressures of like unemployment paperwork and sure. apps and all that, but. It's like those day-to-day, those day-to-day operational pressures aren't there, but I'm still, my nervous system is still acting as if they are, and I'm still reacting to that, and I'm aware yes. of it. I mean, spent some time well, looking at that. And, yeah, I, I walked into, or I
0: was doing a couple shoot at, at Dana's uh, Float Center, Float North, and she had very gently and brought up the idea that I really like to fill spaces with more projects or just, like, just have compounding of projects all the time, and it and it stresses me out. Um and with, with all this quiet time, it does kind of awaken this like, wait, that's not external. That's, that's me causing this to happen. Like what, why am I doing that? And I will say personally, it's been really nice. I feel like I've had free thoughts. Like I just turned off my background. I've got drywall up behind me. I've been building up my office and I just get to have quiet time thinking and like make Facebook posts again, you know, just like have stillness that I haven't allowed myself in a long time. So at least it's showing me in that respect, like your life doesn't have to be all these plates spinning. Could your life, once we flip the switch back on, be different? And that's something Sandra and I have been mm-hmm. talking about extensively. And so, I'm one sure.
1: of the things I think, um, Dylan, you know, I <laughs> I relate to right. spinning all the plates and um, filling the gaps right. with other things. And they're all very passion driven projects. And, you know, so
0: that like it, it's that's happy. That's the problem. Work. They're all, yes, yeah. they're all passion driven. It's, it's,
1: yeah, it's happy, it's happy work for me. But one right. of the things that I have, that this has, the the realization for me is that, you know, I'm, I'm in the center two-ish days a week, maybe. And I love to be there, obviously, which is why I'm there two days a week. But this whole thing, like now has been like, well, this is what your life looks like if you don't go to the center two days a week. (laughs) And um, so, so just some of the time freedom to mastermind with people and um, connect with people on the phone and have long like present conversations with people that I love to connect and think and have deep conversations with. So that part has been really fun. Um, so now I'm like, hey, like, am I ever gonna put a bra back on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nah. I, don't, I don't
0: know the answer to that. Wow, we got you a know? lot of head shakes. Every every <laughs> I woman. I would,
3: no, no. We vote no. Just keep it <laughs> off.
1: Yes. You know, trying to think <laughs> about like, you know, it's like okay. I've, the intention has always been replacing myself in the physical realm because you guys know, like, I'm a gypsy, so I I like to have space, freedom, and um. So now I think, I do think that that timeline is getting expedited minute by minute. Like I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. This is what's going to happen. But one of the things that I've been talking a a lot with my coaching clients about is that there are a lot of people um, trapped in the fear cycle right now. And Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people trapped in this cycle of like constantly tracking data and trying, trying to, um, like we talk, we talk a lot about um, holding on to things that are meant to just go right on by. Right. Um, so, you know, we're rocking the river and we're like catching all these sticks and it's like, no, just let them keep going down the river. Like, let them go because we can't, we can't control them. And so the, I think the reason that I've truly been able to ground myself in, in calm is that I'm focusing on the activities that I can control, right. The things that I need to do for myself and my businesses and my staff. Um, and then being really purposeful about what comes into the energy net. Otherwise, um, like I've had some conversations with people in the last week that like, I don't care what side of the extreme you're on, whether you're full fledged, like this is a, Total joke, the government needs to reopen everything. Or if you're on this side that's like everybody's gonna get sick and everybody's gonna be in the hospital, and we can't, you know, like in that that crazy fear side, like it's this huge spectrum, right? And I don't care where on the spectrum you are, I can't, there's nothing I can do about what this virus is gonna do, or when the government is gonna allow us all to go back to regular life. And so I can't allow that in my energy house, right? I can't have hour long conversations about what this virus is doing and what's going on in New York and what's going on in New Orleans. Um, cause all of those things are important, right? But we have to control the access that they have to us. So I'm not like, I don't have my blinders on. I'm not blocking out all the news. I'm checking in and making sure that I'm touching base on those things. So I'm aware but it's very controlled. it's like, okay, I'm gonna like read some news articles in the morning and then I'll check in in the evening and that that's it, otherwise, like we're just doing what we're doing <laughs> we've gotta we've gotta just kind of um handle what's here right now and and the time parameters like our state's kind of shut down till the end of April um
0: at least
1: right, and the data is actually saying that North Carolina won't peak until the end till the end of April, and so uh-huh. this is projected to continue. And so I'm preparing myself for that, but I'm not allowed, allowing myself to get caught in it. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's a very, like, it's a daily um, expansion and then grounding in my meditation exercises. Mm -hmm. And um, the grounding part is very important because there's a lot of energy swirling around the universe right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you expand the net, then you also have to like ground it back into the earth and make sure that it doesn't that there's not things coming at you from all these crazy places. So if you guys want to get woo woo,
0: your girl, where, where do they hit you up at?
1: Just, you know, email, Facebook, whatever. You can just call me on the phone.
0: Marilyn also mentioned that she's providing online guided meditations be- between uh, repairing her float pods and singing Billy Oceans. When, yeah. uh, when the yes. going gets done uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: perfect. It's a really good song to sing right now
5: it's about the only thing it keeps popping in my head when I'm like feeling really overwhelmed um 80s stuff is like my go-to and all of a sudden just like I'm like this is really tough and one moment I was just like this is so fucking tough mm-hmm. and then I look up and I'm like but when the going gets tough,
0: tough get going so now you guys all have that earworm, nice. earworm. <laughs> and Marilyn where do they find your guided meditations
5: I am actually, um, putting that together right now on Eventbrite. Um, we, uh, I'll, I'll link it on my Urban Float Vancouver Facebook, oh, cool. but, um, yeah, it's going to be on Wednesday. Uh, the first one, um, my, one of my clients is amazing. I mean, all of my clients are amazing, but, um, he is, uh, a licensed therapist and was also conducting iNidra yoga stuff. And so he, He and I have done collaborations in the past and I reached out to him and another client. I was like, Hey guys, can you do some stuff for me? And they're like, yeah. So, yay! Leverage your, your, your resources, people.
0: Nice. Beth, what, what you were mentioning reminded me of uh, when, when you got all the plates spinning, you don't have to really be in control of where you put your attention and your focus. And during this time, you do have to, or else you can be just stuck in, in the mind loop and getting stressed out or just focused on, like you said, the news or your Facebook feed or whatever to really be conscious of where you're putting your attention. And, and your attitude is, is uh, quite the flex right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, guys, if you want to be on the podcast, now's your time to unmute and uh, say something. If you want to share any insights you've had or stressors or anything before we close out. Okay. Hey Dylan, well, I don't have to. I don't have any of that, but I do have a question. Please. for either Beth or Gloria. How do you calculate cost of goods sold for a service? Like I just do ah flip. yes. <laughs> How do I calculate the cost of goods sold for that? Oh, we. I'm, I want to splice this and put this in the in the earlier part of the show.
3: Well, I mean, you can do it based on the cost elements of the float, like the supplies that you put in, um, you know, everything kind of boils down to a cost per float. But if you have like retail or anything in your environment, obviously that's a big factor, right? We have a lot of retail in ours, but um, you know, we have a fixed cost per float and then we have an inventory cost of goods sold. But
0: Gloria, so much of what they say is like, that is only, used if somebody is using the service so like I'm still using electricity right um, you know yeah. um, or or I'm still paying my laundry service no matter what so those seem like yeah. massive things as opposed to mm-hmm. so like I it almost seemed like nothing to to me well I mean you have
3: earplugs and you have mm-hmm. Vaseline or um, petroleum jelly rather
0: um, you know and, and, you and can I can allocate a,
3: a percentage of salt per float or
0: I mean, when I, when I, as a business owner, look at my cost per float, that's a different number to me than what it seems like how they define it for what I need to yeah. put in there.
3: Frankly, I wouldn't be too caught up in it. I mean, if you don't have a retail strong uh-huh. cost of goods sold on your uh, balance sheet or your p and I would not even worry about it. Beth, would you second that?
1: Well, it's interesting because the the instructions that I have gotten, um, from some SBA reps about that is that there, there's nowhere that form was not built for service businesses. Right. And so cost of goods sold is really the only place that you can identify what your expenses are period, Mm -hmm. like your hard expenses that you have to pay, um, in the shutdown. And so that is the number, um, that, oh,
3: that I, yeah, I didn't did that, that, that way at all
1: that I well because it, it, because it's not cost of goods sold right um uh, right. and so th- our accounting brains are like that's not what this is but the form isn't built for anything other like there's nowhere else to put a number and so um to put like hard operating costs in there is fine and like you mm-hmm. like you and I were talking about earlier gloria the fa- like that was a starting point um And so the $10,000, again, like that, that part that doesn't need to be repaid is supposed to just get funded period. And then all the rest of it is part of this economic injury, disaster relief, and they're going to ask questions, right? Yeah. They're going to call you and get the information that they want. And so oh, you're going
3: to have to submit all kinds of financial statements. Yeah. yeah.
1: But don't get super hung up on what you put yeah. in that automatic form right now, because if they need clarification, they will call you and get it. Right. Um, Absolutely. Don't,
3: that, that's don't, great. Don't
1: let so
4: related if, um, so we filled out the IEDL application and for that cost of goods sold, um, you know, we did our best, but Um, I believe that we undershot, um, what that would be, particularly if it's our actual cost. So do you think that we should just let that ride or should we resubmit somehow?
1: I would, I would let it go again. I think they're gonna, um, especially like the $10,000 is sort of a, it's a flat thing. It's not, you know, if you have this or if you have that, um, the economic injury part for the loan they're going to be, they're going to be contacting everybody over time to ask questions and figure those pieces out more, more like the traditional economic injury loan process. Um, so the $10,000 thing I think was to hold everybody over until we can get all that paperwork and all of those details sorted out. So it kind of buys us, buys everybody some time. Um, I wouldn't worry about resubmitting. I think they'll um, reach out an email or look for clarification or profit and loss statements and things like that in the next. Okay.
0: Thanks. Weeks. Thanks so much. So Beth, just to clarify, it's, I could, I could put down, like I have a QuickBooks, I could just put down my expenses. That's what I did. Okay. All right. Um, yeah.
1: Again, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna come back and ask for clarification. Yeah. I think so.
0: Right, no. I'm not doing it intentionally. I figure, oh, I thought that's what it was, and if they say no, this doesn't count, that doesn't count. It's not like I'm going to jail over it, right?
1: Yeah, I just don't want anybody to get hung up um, and not submit an application for something like that.
0: Cool. Okay. Thank you. That that's relieving, Beth and Gloria. That that's good to hear. Like, we were a little confused and stressed about that bit, and I, I should have asked Jesse about that. But uh, that's a good. Like, just put it out there. If they want to know, they're going to ask questions. That's a very fair, fair response there. And there are going to be a lot of questions. Man, this is going to be an interesting time. Thanks so much to everybody who participated in the first half and the second half. Some really interesting information on PPP and definitely some fun discussion at the end there. Even Dan Larson uh, changed his background from a sharp to a sunshine in the background. So we must be doing something right here. Thanks to everybody for participating and we'll have another episode for you next week.